Thank you for tuning into the Monocle Dynasty Podcast, where we keep an eye on Dynasty football. Your hosts dive deep on players, rankings, strategies, and much more. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Monocle Dynasty. And now, here's your host. Just want to take Trevor Lawrence. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> oh, hold on one second, Omega. <laughs> I didn't notice. That could have been pre-recorded. That could have been pre-recorded like 10 minutes ago. Oh, that would have been perfect. <laughs> All right, so welcome back to the Monocle, where we keep an eye on Dynasty football. On tonight's episode, we are going to be doing something a little bit differently. A uh, little, little different. We're going to be doing a rookie mock. We're doing it live. We're live streaming. Uh we're going to have it's a 12 man 12 woman league but there's only six of us so we're each going to be drafting uh, two spots uh, hopefully it doesn't get too confusing for the people at home the people watching or even for us uh, we we are drinking it is St. Patty's Day uh, <laughs> in no particular order besides the order that's on my screen I am joined by at Duchesne's underscore at nubs at dynasty doc at Omega King, oh man, I don't remember the. Is it five one four? No, and, and some numbers. Yeah. Omega King and some yeah. numbers. And at FF underscore Skyler three ninety nine, the diva Debbie. Uh, once again, two two appearances in a row. Uh, diva of Debbie. I mean, that's that's pretty yeah. good. You don't get too many of those. So <laughs> I like that. Yep. So how are you guys doing? I appreciate you jumping on. Uh, some of you kind of last minute uh, dynasty doc. <laughs> Hey, I'm doing good. I mean, it's St. Patty's Day. Uh, I'm not Irish. I'm not wearing green pinch. You know, most action I'll get. But anyway. Uh, yeah, no, I appreciate you coming on. Live talking fantasy football. And, you know, just glad to be with some people. Having some fun. Doing some thinking. Uh-oh, Skyler's over here killing a bottle. And uh, <laughs> she's <laughs> doing it right. Tito's. At least it's the good All right, stuff. Omega. I it got, is. I it got is. some more. I got. I got some reserve handles on handles. <laughs> we got handles over here. All right, Omega. You were trying to jump the gun. Uh, you know, about oh, yeah. a couple minutes ago. But you are on the clock with the 101. Uh, it's it's a tough choice. You know, I don't think anyone really knows who to pick there. But uh, who are you going with? Uh, I'll not give Duchesne's a heart attack tonight, and I'll just pick T Law 101. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Oh, I should probably it it probably help if I began the draft. Sorry about that. Yeah, I was like, hello. <laughs> that was the that was the one on one of interest too. I need to get a clip of Omega just starting off. Oh uh, man, I can't wait. I, I'm gonna I, take T Law. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm definitely not editing that out either. Oh, no, I'm at the one oh four. I fully expected to get. Trevor Lawrence there. You might have. If he screwed that up. Right? You never know. Because I would have. If he took fields at one, I would have taken. All right, Omega. Obviously, it's it's 101. It's it's T-Law. You don't need, like, a a, a huge description. But, you know, why are you going with Trevor Lawrence there? Uh, You know, obviously, it's not team dependent. We're just going with best player available here. Yeah. No, he's just been overall good at Clemson for a while. And. Have I hope for him in Jacksonville with Chark and well, if, if Chark moves, you know, but Leviska's there. James Robinson turned out, I think, better than anybody could even be expected. So, yeah. going with the chalk. I agree. That that brings Duchesne's up on the clock. 
Who are you going with? I'm going with the 101 at 102, Justin Fields, out of the Ohio State University. Easiest pick of my life. <laughs> Easiest pick. And, and all right, so what, what are you loving about Justin Fields? Obviously, we got Dynasty Doc on the clock, but we'll give you a, a little bit of time. Uh, how much time do I got? A minute 45. But uh, <laughs> Konami Code at the upside. Uh, I love the arm talent. And I just think the upside's better than Trevor Lawrence. I think there's a, a, a tier of 101, 102. They're in their own tier. And then you have a 103 in its own tier. But I'm going to be taking Justin Fields at 102 every day. And any 101, which I don't have, but if I did, uh, I'd be going there as well. Like it. Who are you thinking, Dynasty Doc? All right, this is easy slam dunk pick for me. Uh, I'm going Jamar Chase. Uh, I mean, like speaking between, like usually it's going to be between Najee Harris and Jamar Chase at this point, or maybe even Zach Wilson. I'm sticking with Jamar Chase just because he's one of the greatest wide receiver prospects to come out, in my opinion, since Calvin Johnson. And this guy's going to tear it up in the NFL for years to come. I like it. I like it. All right, Katie, you are on the clock. No, I'm not. I just made my pick. I, I just made my I just made my pick. Um, I know it's super flex, and I know that most people would potentially take a quarterback here, but I'm going to take the best running back off the board. I think this is a lousy, lousy running back class, and outside of the top three, good luck. So I'm going to take Najee Harris, who, in my opinion, Alabama five star stud. He shows athleticism. He can catch. I mean, he hurdles guys. He's a big dude, and he can run the ball up the middle. He's he's going to hit the ground running. I don't care that he's a little bit older. It doesn't matter. With running backs, they've got such a small window anyway. You just want him to be able to produce. He's going to produce from the moment, no matter what team. I don't care about landing spot. He's going to be either late first or early second round. NFL pick, and to me, I'll take that uh, over the question marks. There's some good quarterbacks with upside, but quarterbacks, even in a super flex, they are just fleeting, fleeting stars. So yep. I'll take I'll take the safer bet. I like it. All right, Nubs, you're on the clock. I agree with Katie. I think that uh, the running back class is not very deep. That being said, it is still super flex. And I don't think there's a lot of times in which you can acquire a quarterback at a cheaper price than in a rookie draft if he actually ends up hitting. So just based currently on mock drafts, I'm going to go with Zach Wilson. I actually prefer Lance in most cases, but depending on where the landing spot is, um, I'm going to go Wilson here. And I just realized I was muted. And <laughs> uh, you know, what is it about Wilson? Obviously, you know, I know you said, you know, obviously you're looking for a quarterback there uh, and everything at 105. But what about Wilson is sticking out to you? Well, from what I, I've seen, he's more likely to be drafted to a team that he has the opportunity to potentially start earlier, which gives me a better chance to accumulate value quicker especially if it ends up being that I get an opportunity to move him and some other team needs him and I can actually cash out with um, having gained value on this pick alone if I wanted to do that. Or if I was in a need of a quarterback, I could keep him and continue to play him and accumulate the points that he's going to provide. I like it. 
we got uh we got me on the clock now and i uh i feel like this one was made fairly easily for me um i actually have uh this running back as the the 101 of running backs in this class not the 101 in the actual class and but it's travis etm uh, I think we saw everything that we needed to see from him with his weight gain, but still keeping his athleticism uh, on his pro day. Uh, you know, he still has speed. He still uh, he still has everything you want. He produced in college. I mean, literally just uh, the only thing that we're looking for at this point is draft capital, which I think everyone's expecting. Um, and I, yeah, give me ETN at uh, 106. And yeah, yeah, of course I'm thinking, you know, the quarterbacks like i would love to get some of these quarterbacks and stuff but i'll go ahead and take this uh this running back and, and be happy about it that brings up omega at a 107 i'm gonna go with trey lance the other quarterback uh, this I feel like it gets a lot more riskier from here on out so i'm gonna go ahead with the quarterback as far as the other positions yeah, I really don't mind Lance, uh, you know, in the second half of the first round. You know, I've, I've heard some people talking about early first, you know, 103, 104, uh, you know, even taking him as the, the 102. And, and that seems a little crazy to me. But you start getting the second half of the round. I, I love his upside. I love his ceiling. Uh, but, I, you know, I think he is a little riskier than people want to admit. So I, I definitely don't mind the pick there at all. Who are you thinking, Shane's? Well, he made this a lot harder. I mean, I guess it was between these three, but. Right now, it's between Bateman and Moore, a wide receiver spot. Moore has been my wide receiver, too, in this class for a long time. But as of late, I've started liking Rashad Bateman, which I'm taking at the 108. Um, profiles more as an alpha. Even though I love more ceiling, I'm going to take Bateman there at 108. Yeah, I love Bateman there. Um, who is on the clock? we got Dynasty Doc on the clock. Who are you thinking? Oh... For me, it's between the third running back, my running back three, or my wide receiver two as well, which is Rondale Moore. Um, I'll go with Javon because I feel like he is one of those guys that really kind of went on the radar because Michael Carter being there, and people are thinking like, oh, well, you know, he can't even lead his own backfield type thing, but the guy has vision, he has quickness, good burst, uh, has enough long speed to outrun linebackers. You know, but we, what more can you ask for right now? Easy clicking with. <laughs> I like it. Like Katie was saying, there's really only the, the top three as far as I'm concerned. Um, then there's a huge, huge cutoff, huge teardrop. And so, you know, I, I definitely could see, you know, the mid to back end of, of the first round, you know, going for. Uh, somebody like Javante, and, and possibly even earlier, depending on on who you like better. Who are you thinking, Katie? I am going to go with uh, the first tight end off the board, Kyle Pitts, out of Florida. He's there going he to be is. a top ten NFL draft pick, and those they they rarely miss. He is a wide receiver in a tight end body. He can line up off the line as well as on the line and he's a good blocker already he can only improve in that he doesn't give away when he lines up as a blocker he does not give away that he's going to run a route and he's the kind of tight end that can run a route downfield he's not just to you know get behind the defense and get in the gaps in the zone 
he can run routes for real, like downfield. He was averaging 18 yards per catch, which is insane for a tight end. And I, I just like his, his upside at this point at the 110. I'll take it. I don't care what team. This is best player available and more of a sure thing than any of the quarterbacks that are left on the board. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. I, I honestly, I think you've you've lost your risk at one ten. You know, you're not talking about the one hundred four, the one hundred five, like some people are talking about. You know, you, you've the quarterbacks have gone, the running backs have gone, and um, I definitely like that pick. You get the upside of Pitts. Nubs is on the clock. Who are you going with? It's kind of an awkward position based on what's left on the board. There's a lot of uh, a lot of players you can make arguments for, but in this case, I'm going to go with Devontae Smith. Um, I do like Moore a lot, and I am an advocate for Waddle, but I just think that Smith offers you the best chance at high wide receiver one upside or getting into the top 12 or being a wide receiver one on their own team, which can provide you with high-level uh, performances week to week. So I'm going to go with Smith here because I just think that if I'm drafting in the first round, I'm trying to look for upside, and I think this is where I'm going to find it most likely. Yeah, I love that pick. Uh, I, I have Smith very highly rated, and you know, it, it's really for me. It's going to be trying to decide where I need to pick him because I feel like I'm going to be higher than most on him, uh, and uh, it's it's really just going to be trying to figure out by doing these mocks and everything like where I can get him at, where so I don't I'm not picking him too early or anything like that. Um, that leaves me on the clock, and I am kind of stuck between two guys that are pretty similarly uh ranked for me and and then i have another guy that that i feel like i can get a little bit later in a draft and so i don't necessarily want to go uh with him there so i'm gonna go ahead and take um rondale moore and <laughs> duchene's isn't happy about it he thought he was gonna drop for, uh, for whatever reason <laughs> I definitely wouldn't have got that's me right here yeah so. no i know that's just now i'm scared of what happens here so, it, but but with Rondale, uh, you know, I, I think he is a little risky, or maybe even a little riskier than than some people want to admit. But maybe not because I'm getting him here at 112. Um, I really don't mind him at all at 112. Like I, I love his ceiling. He obviously produced at a very early age. He did just about everything you wanted him to do, except for staying on the field. And uh, you know, the injuries scare me a little bit. But at 112, I'll take the upside and I'll be perfectly fine with it. The one thing about Rondale Moore that I think he's already proved beyond a shadow of a doubt, he's a worker, and he keeps coming back from adversity, which is always a good sign. Those guys that have that work ethic that move to the NFL where it's their job, that is the kind of guy that you're looking for. I think Rondale Moore will succeed because of that. I agree. Who are you thinking, Omega? Between uh, a couple wide receivers for me or even – Mac Jones at this point, you know, being super flex. Yep. But uh, I'm going to go with a guy that I like here. You take the wide receiver. Ooh, I like it. Linda, are you listening? Man. I was getting close. I knew I wasn't going to get more. I knew he wasn't going to drop past past Omega, but I was really hoping someone would take Waddle because I was hoping I wouldn't have to. But Waddle, oh, man. that was the same conversation I was having in my head. Basically, I mean, I would take Omega. Waddle who'd, here. You, who'd you take and yeah. why? Sorry. Oh, I took a uh, Tylen Wallace. 
Oklahoma State. Uh, it was between him and Waddle, like Duchesne's was saying, but uh, coming off the injury does scare me a little bit, but I don't know. So, that was it. <laughs> Between those two guys, <laughs> uh, I, I love Thailand. Uh, so you, you don't have to convince me. You don't. You definitely don't have to convince <laughs> Linda. Uh, we, we know that much from from doing the mocks with her and everything. But uh, but yeah, I, I, lo- I love the pick there. And uh, what are we? Oh, actually, you know what? Hold on, I'm, I want to pause it real quick. I, I meant to do this before uh, Omega picked, and then I completely forgot about it. Uh, but I I just want to do like a quick recap of the first round and, and see how everyone kind of felt. Was there anyone that like truly stuck out um, in the first round? Where like that went way too late, way too early. I don't think there is, but obviously different opinions. I think it looks pretty good. It's not my, but it's what I think you'll see in a lot of drafts. Uh, that eleven twelve wide receiver is pretty much up for grabs. You can see Waddle go in there. You can see Smith fall, but it looks that looks pretty yeah, chalk to me. Yeah, I got a question for you, Coach. Yeah. So Travis at the end, if he came in. At 195, 200, but ran a lower 4-4, high 4-3. Would that change your draft position on him? No, because, you know, BMI is, you know, at least fairly important for running backs. So, you know, I, I wanted I wanted to see the athleticism and the size, and I feel like we got that. And that was where I was really happy because that was really – I felt like that was the only thing that we were, like, truly, like, keeping our fingers – or at least I was, like, keeping my fingers crossed on was – you know, is he going to come in at a decent size and, you know, and still keep the athleticism? We all saw that he had gained some weight. If he, you know, if he gained all that weight and then he runs a four five five, okay, maybe I'm not as excited. And obviously, like, I'm not even saying, like, the 40 time isn't everything. I'm just saying it seems like he did not lose the athleticism that we were hoping for. So it gave him workhorse status, uh, you know, size. And then it gave, you know, he still has the athleticism, the speed that, that I was hoping for. So I, I, I would rather him be this than 195 with four, three speed. It's a softball question, but I figured, you know, would be good to ask for the, for the listener. He was never projected as 195. He was projected at 205, which there's a big, big difference 205 at 4344 speed is is great but 195 that's suboptimal that is now 215 yep. he knows he's not going to play there he said he's not going to play there that's fine but 205 is going to be more of his playing weight and and we know that he's fast enough for that he's not going to yep. be a bell cow back in the NFL he's not but he's going to be a damn good fantasy football running back. Yeah, I, I keep watching. Somebody posted a, a Twitter clip today. Uh, they titled it uh, Travis Etienne juking a guy in a phone booth, and I just kept watching it over and over again. It's just crazy. <laughs> in my that it is. All right, let's get it back started. I just wanted to kind of like do a little recap if anybody had anything that like stood out or anything like that. But Duchesne's is back on the clock. And uh, who are you going with? Um, I I don't know. I'm kind of torn here. I I personally would go Gainwell, but for the sake of the mock, I don't think Jalen Waddle falls past 202. So we're going to go J- 202 with uh, Jalen Waddle. I definitely agree that with that. Like, I can't imagine that Waddle's going to eat even make it out of the first round in, in most mocks or, or most drafts. But uh, I would definitely assume within like 204 at the very latest, maybe <laughs> something yeah. like that. I mean, I, I, Waddle has like the same sort of 
ceiling of more. Um, he had the he never really produced, but he he was starting to produce this year. He had five games to start the year over 120 yards, and uh, ended up getting that ankle injury. He's got the uh, insane athleticism, open field prowess, and he sh- he, he's a guy with the ceiling, which is what you're looking for in rookie drafts. I like it. All right, we got Dynasty Doc back on the clock. Okay, I, uh, I'm glad you took me along because I was going to do the same thing that you just did. <laughs> but I'm going with – because I probably would have taken this guy over uh, Waddle just because he's kind of my guy. But I'm taking Elijah Moore. Ooh. Love it. I mean, like, the guy is – you check all the boxes. The only thing is he's undersized. And I think yep. that he has the separation. Well, that and uh, I don't think he faced much press man. So that's going to be one big thing him coming to the NFL if his coach can teach that. But other than that, he can carve up defenses like crazy. It's just if he has a quarterback that can just notice open receivers, this guy's going to be a stud. Yeah, I really think that the the size is is the main argument for people, but you know that's also the main argument for Devontae Smith. So you know, we have, we have to at some point we just have to say like these guys are good and and stop worrying about the size so much. Obviously, it's going to depend on on how the NFL feels about them, uh, but you know we'll find that out in what month or so. Katie is on the clock. I am on the clock, and other than the fact that Elijah Moore is just a jerk. And I don't think he has it between the ears that most people do. I mean, he may end up being all right. That's not a bad place to risk his talent because he's got talent for sure. I'm going to go with uh, Mac Jones. And I I don't like quarterbacks and super flex, but I will say that this is a bargain at the 204. Uh, again, he has everything going for him as far as – he only had one year production, but very, very efficient. He doesn't have a deep ball, but guys like Tom Brady and Andy Dalton have made pretty good careers out of not having a deep ball, and he can get there. I mean, it's it's here or there, but I'll take Matt Jones at the 204 and be very thankful for it. Or, uh, yeah, 204. Yeah, that he. I mean, he was definitely not going to make it past two hundred six. If if he did, um, I don't know how. No, I'm pretty sure I know how Nubs feels about him. But <laughs> I uh, he wasn't making yeah. it past two hundred five either. Oh, okay, all right, all right. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I, I feel like that you, he can't. Yeah, you can't make. Yeah, you you can't let him slide anymore in a super flex league. Like this is this is what we're talking about. And I'm sorry, it's a QB that's going to be drafted in the probably top half of the first round of the NFL draft. Like you have to take him there. You just have to. Just think, think about what you can acquire a second round pick for in terms of quarterback, and it's not going to be a rookie that is a chance to do a lot more than what people are expecting. Um, that being said, I'm taking my. I have two ranks in my head. I always rank based on what I see for skill and then what I think for fantasy. But one of my favorite wide receivers in this draft is Terrace Marshall. For his size, he moves very, very well. He has really good ball skills. The one thing he doesn't have that I wish he did 
um, is bursts just off the line or certain situations. But besides that, I, everything I see in the way that he plays, I see potential true number one on a team, uh, physicality and skill set that unless you're doubling him, which helps somebody else, he's going to do some damage versus single cornerbacks or even just in zones. So I think this is a very easy pick at 205 to make um, and be, be pretty confident about. And the funny thing is, if I hadn't taken Mac Jones, I would have taken Terrace Marshall right there. So it's that close. Um, and Those are my two as well. <laughs> yeah, and Mac Jones may have to sit a year behind Cam Newton, but it'll all be good in the end, I think. I mean, only two on average will make it past their rookie contract. And if there's five in the first round of the NFL draft, Three of them are busts. We know that historically. We know that. It's probably going to be Mac Jones is one of them. And if you're in a Gabbert, um, Locker, or Ponder draft, all three of them bust. Well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, on average, that means that some years you've got more than and some years you've oh, got yeah. less than. And I yeah, think that this absolutely. year, I think that this year we've got two that will make it. I, I'm not even going to say which two, but two will make it and three will not. So do you sell at the right time is the question. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. That's, that. It's future value at that point. Like just Right, like, exactly, you know, exactly. To like, take the starting job and then boom, sell them and all of a sudden you, reset. Do you have a Josh Rosen window of one year or do you have a, a Sam Darnold three-year window to sell? Like – Mitch Trubisky through your window to sell. It's all dependent on when you think that you've got to sell. All right. So, th so the next one got a, quite a response from, uh, <laughs> from my co-host here, Duchesne's. Uh, uh, why don't you tell me what you're thinking, Duchesne's, on my pick of Dimey I'm Brown. not going to say anything yet until Omega picks. Why don't you tell me what you're thinking? <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly, like, the only thing that I feel like people are going to – the only argument I feel like people can truly make, besides maybe draft capital, which we don't have yet, is uh, is his size, is his BMI or, or, or whatever. But, I mean, the guy produced in not the greatest – offense as far as you know like passing offense or anything like that i mean he produced very well he, he's doing splash plays he's he didn't score a, a huge amount of touchdowns or anything like that but i uh oh <laughs> yeah that was why you were freaking out i i get it now okay so i um <laughs> but uh but yeah but but real quick dummy brown Obviously, like I said, we're waiting on draft capital, but I I think he has the potential to be a stud if he if a team you know uses him the right way and, and and things like that. I agree. So Omega, I think, uh, I think oh, go, Brown's go got a, a big chance at, at good fantasy production because of his ability to produce at multiple levels on the field, and his ability to be pretty high in volume as well at the same time. Uh, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, so, Mega, who did you go with that made Duchesne's tilt of his <laughs> headphones? I went ahead and took uh, Chuba Hover, running back, Oklahoma State. Linda's yelling, Chuba! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Forgive me, forgive me. But, uh, yeah, no, as, uh, as was pointed out earlier, this isn't the deepest running back class. 
I feel good to get what I think is the third or fourth best running back here. <laughs> no, I, I agree. Before Duchesne's talks, I just realized who he was actually tilting over, and um, it, it was no one that I was ever going to take, ever, ever, ever. So you, you don't have to worry about that, my friend. But go ahead and tell us who you are taking at uh, – Whatever. What, what are we at? 208. 208. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with Diami Brown. A little early for my tasting. Chuba was my RB1 coming into the season, but can't be anymore. Uh, I don't understand how Kenneth Gainwell dropped the real Kenny G dropped to 208. Uh, I know we're, ta- we're talking about size. I know people are worried <laughs> about size, but the NFL isn't as big anymore. I mean, not these all historical things. Yeah, but you have to be—you have to at least meet like threat, you know, thresholds. Was, like you can't. He was at Memphis and he was eating Antonio Gibson's lunch. Give me this guy in all fantasy leagues at the two hundred eight. That's the easiest pick of my life. I thought the one hundred two was the easiest. I'm just. We'll, we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you this time next year. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, I will okay, say Ms. I really. Jones. I I really don't hate the two hundred eight for Kenny outside. Gainwell. Like. Uh, you know, yeah. if you're talking about a first round pick, if you're talking about an early second round pick, especially in this draft, no, I hate it. But at 208, I really don't hate. I was torn pick. on it at 202 um, with Jay the Bottle. <laughs> he he is my fourth running back. It's just kind of a pretty big tear break there. So you know, like that, the size does size does matter. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> we we all know. Um, but yeah, I I. Uh, I just can't. I can't get behind the the weight unless we until we actually see the the official weight. If he comes in at two hundred two or something like that, and yeah, sure, maybe we can talk. One ninety one tops. Kenny, I'll Kenny take that G. Bet. Wow, I love Kenny G. One ninety one. I love Kenny G. And Kenny G. may be the most um, scheme dependent running back in this draft. Yep. I can agree with two that. 2 a perfect area because he could dominate in it PPR. Is. It's but he not could also a bad value. It's team. not a bad value compared to where I he agree. does go usually. That's not a bad value. All right, so we got Dynasty Doc taking him. Amon Ross St. Brown. What are you thinking? Well, out of the St. Brown, you know, trio of brothers between him, Equinamius, and Osiris, uh, Amon was my favorite of the three. Um, I. I thought he did pretty good for the limited games that he had this year, especially competing with Drake London, uh, another future possible good wide receiver coming out from USC. And then uh, he seemed to click well with uh, Keaton. So, hey, I mean, this is worth a shot. You know, can't go wrong with drafting wide receivers with high upside. I can get behind it. Now we got Katie on the clock. What are you thinking? Yeah, there's a lot of guys. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with the value all right, I'm back. I'm back. All right, there we go. Pat Fryermuth, uh, Penn State tight end. I'm even though this is not tight end premium, he's still the best value on the board right now at uh, two ten. He's another one that is a receiving tight end that can get down the field. He's not just a get behind the defense. He's a mismatch. He's going to be a beast and a mismatch. He's not the most athletic tight end. He's not the fastest. He's not going to be the strongest, but he's a good blocker, fairly productive, and I think he's going to be a day two type NFL pick. So for for this position, compared to some of the 
wide receivers and running backs. I, I mean, there's no running back I would take over him and clearly no wide receiver because I took him. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> what are you thinking, Nubs? I love that analysis of Friarmouth. I think Friarmouth, I, I think just based on NFL um, his abilities as an actual player, he has a better chance of being on the field where Jordan may miss and not even be able to show his stuff. That Friarmouth is a true tight end, and, and I like that pick. Um, with what I have remaining, there's a lot of ways that this this draft could go with like Terry Williams and even Carter. But there's a guy I want to highlight, and he may not go until till later, but it, it's just what I feel strongly about. It's a, it's actually Jarrett Patterson. Um, I think he's – a lot of people talk about Jefferson, but I think Patterson has the better um, agility and, and NFL type of play style that can actually last, where Jefferson has great vision, but Patterson has the actual physical ability to, to match where he can – be a good second back in a system he'll be able to uh, find holes and and beat defenders one-on-one through the hole and it it would be really interesting to watch him play as a a secondary type of running back in in a system are you worried about patterson's size because i i I think he's a little undersized right well we've seen undersized backs in terms of like height i think his build is fine and it supports his his running style and I think there's a lot of backs that we could say his, you know, this or that's a concern. But at this point in the draft, um, obviously, like I said, there's there's other guys that you could look at. But Patterson's a guy it would be okay and be comfortable taking here. No, I could see that. Uh, yeah, I, I just looked it up. He's 5'9", 195. Obviously, we'll see what he actually comes in. That's off of uh, CFB. But, you know, we'll see what he actually comes in with, uh, you know, in the combine, pro, day, pro days, whatever. But I just... Uh, you know, I wonder what a team is going to like, what kind of draft capital is going to get at that size. Uh, and, you know, if a team's truly going to believe in him, although we've seen what he can do on the field with his eight touchdowns, 12 touchdowns in two games and all that kind of stuff. So we, we definitely know that I am on the clock and I should probably make my pick cause I have like 20 seconds left. Um, <laughs> all right. So this one is going to be a little bit, crazier for me uh but i'm gonna go ahead if it lets me and i'm gonna take ramondre ramondre stevenson and honestly for me this one is just like if all right we're in the third round now you know like i if i needed a running back i'm taking this guy now we still have a lot to learn from his pro day from his draft capital so like this could very well change but if he gets what we're, I'm projecting what we're expecting, that kind of thing. And I just saw the the next pick, and that was actually who I was going between were the two. And so you know, I m- might actually change my mind on that one. But with Stevenson, it um, it's just you have that size. If he has just decent athleticism, I feel like he, he showed us that what he can do this year. He only played, what, six games, I think. Uh, but, he you know, he had... 800 900 all-purpose yards in those uh in those six games he kind of showed us what he can do and so if he's not just a true plotter running a freaking four seven or something like that then i might actually consider him here um a lot can change if he is if he just you know if he doesn't get drafted if he's you know a six round pick or something like that that could change but right now i guess i would lean with the size this the uh 
you know, in, in the production there. Didn't he run a little bit slow? Did they have a, a measurement of his 40 recently? Can't remember. If they did, I don't know if I got an official number. Um, I think I have, I, I think I have unofficial numbers. But you know, with his, with his, I, I never actually saw the official number. But I, I saw it was like a four six. Mm-hmm. But with his size, his actual, you know, with the size he has, a four six doesn't really like bother me. You know, it, yeah, but he lost like twenty pounds, so he's like two twenty five, two twenty seven. Four six is not that great. No, I, I definitely agree with that, and that's why I'm not taking him at. 110 yeah um but you know like i said it, it could easily change we have to see where the draft capital is he might not be drafted he might be drafted late and then very well uh you know this looks like a dumb pick but for now i'm, I'm taking Ramondre. but we got uh omega i'm gonna go ahead and pause the draft because we got a little bit behind but um we got omega on the clock and he already made his pick who you got i went with a uh, seth williams wide receiver there don't really like too much of the running backs left at this point. Well, you're going to have to take some, you know, eventually, but Seth Williams is still in that the tier above for me. The rest of these guys, I think I'd take him in the late second, even. Oh, sorry. I was muted. I definitely on board with that. Uh, like I said, that's who I was going in, in between. I was going back and forth between uh, Seth Williams and Ramondre. I, I feel like you kind of get out of like the specialness of the, the wide receivers at this point. Um, you can start making arguments for some of the tight ends and, and, you know, maybe you want to take a chance on one, uh, one of the quarterbacks or, or, you know, even some of the running backs and stuff. And I'm sure some of these guys are, uh, you know, have a, other uh, wide receivers that they would love to pick here. But it, for me, I feel like you kind of lose some of that specialness and it doesn't necessarily matter, at, you know, at who you pick at this point. Yeah. I love Seth Williams there. He was a top guy coming into the year and uh, really fell off. He got went up against uh, JC Horn and JC Horn ate his lunch on national television, really dropped his stock. He, uh, he had some struggles, but getting that type of guy this late, I mean, I love it. And uh, let me get my guy. I like Michael Carter here, another smaller guy. But, I mean, we're all, a bunch of undersized running backs. But this is a guy, back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons, three straight 20-catch seasons, um, average six yards a carry. He's not going to be a workhorse, but uh, – Workhorse. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was the other guy I was looking at was Carter. Yeah, I probably would have taken Carter over Williams and definitely over Ramondre. He went like three rounds early. But uh, Michael Carter <laughs> is a guy I really like. Um, I wouldn't bet on him being the best North Carolina back in this draft, but I wouldn't be surprised. He, he'll have some fantasy. Um, I think he, he'll have some good fantasy – production so that's the that's my guy at what 302 yeah i love that pick i like it dynasty doc you are on the clock yeah so i was thinking michael carter at this pick but you know things happen Uh, so i mean this is my tight end three from jordan for this year's draft but i mean he's still a good tight end he's just overshadowed by Pitts. i mean that's it sucks. <laughs> you know, I mean, two years ago, you'd probably pick Brevin Jordan as the number one tight end for this year. But Kyle Pitts happened, Pat Fryermuth happened. But he's still a good tight end. Uh, needs to get a little bit. The biggest thing that I have against him is he's not the best blocker, which will limit his time on the field. But if he can yep. get that up, then he should be a good tight end. 
Yeah, he's a lot more Evan Ingram than uh, than a TJ Hawkinson, you know, <laughs> whoever you want to compare him to. But uh, but we've also seen Evan Ingram just you know blow up in year one, and sometimes that matters a lot more than you know can you block and get on the field and that kind of thing. So I I love Revan Jordan I, as far as uh, tight end value, I guess. But I you know it's just it's one of those things where where do you pick these tight ends? Because we kind of all we know that they don't always hit year one and you know you kind of expect them not to hit year one and so it's it's really tough like Pitts is always going to go in the first round but then it, it for me it just becomes like when do you pick these other guys the Friar Muth the the Brevin Jordans like those kind of guys I like them I like them I like them as players but when do you actually pick them and I I don't hate it here I, I really don't I, I I like the value and actually he was ne- the next player on my board if that actually matters at all <laughs> Katie, who you got? I'm, even though, again, at this point, 3.04, the discount on running back is huge. I'm going to go with Trey Sermon, who played for Oklahoma as well as Ohio State. And you want to talk about a guy that has been pretty prolific with his rushing, but also fairly good at receiving. He's not a small back. He's 6'1", 215. And he's been averaging 6.5 yards per carry over his career. And then on top of that, he's been averaging 10.1 on his receiving yards. He's had almost 3,000 rushing yards in college and almost 500 receiving yards in college. That, to me, is a pretty well-rounded back. Draft capital will matter, but at the 304, the hell with draft capital. Give me Trey Sermon. It's very similar to Michael Carter's stats, actually. He's a little bit smaller, though. I'd rather take the bigger dude that yeah, yeah. in the NFL, like, just. I, I agree. And, you know, I, I like Carter. I just, I, once again, there's a lot of undersized backs in this in this league, or in this draft, I mean. And, unfortunately, they just don't get the draft capital that we want. They don't get, you know, teams don't believe in them like we want. Uh Nubs has 20 seconds left, so we'll go ahead and let him make his pick. <laughs> I'm going to go with Kadarius Tony. Not, 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 not. I'm taking, I'm taking Tamara and Terry. Oh, <laughs> I tried my to, boy, I tried to make, I tried to make the a, first I tried to make a Tony draft. Joke. I tried to make a Tony joke, and it it, it silenced the room. <laughs> no, I'm I'm uh I'm going after a guy who who shows that he's he's got size, he's got he's got some speed. Um, we don't know exactly how complete and Based on what we've seen, you might have some issues that are off the field that we have to kind of work through. But based on where we're at with 305, we're really not paying much to see what kind of upside this guy has. So I, I, I do like this pick. I did liken him to a, a Jacoby Jones type of play style, but I'm hoping that the uh, he expands his, uh, his skill set and it becomes more than just that. <laughs> I feel like this is the first like true snipe of of the draft, but uh, I, I did, definitely did not think you were going Terry there. <laughs> I think he'll be fine. I think I think he'll be fine at the end of the day that you got sniped on him. No, I, trust me, I, I I was there for the last conversation a week ago, so I, I know how you feel about Terry. <laughs> and I, I just want to know who I you really thought. Did. I really did like him up until about two months ago. Two months ago, okay, okay. I'm wondering I, who you thought I was. Honestly, at I. That point. <laughs> 
Well, when you said Tony, it made a lot of sense. You know, the the film guy loves Kadarius Tony. Uh-uh. Like I, nope. it, it, it yeah. made a lot of sense. But I, yeah. I also could have seen, you know, a couple other players. Uh, I, I, I'm honestly like back and forth on this one. But you know what? I'm going to stick with the running backs here. Uh, I don't love a lot of these players, but I'm going to go with a Kylan Hill. Apparently, uh, oh 209. God. 209 made oh i didn't actually pick him there we go okay <laughs> apparently crescent uh 209 you know made kylan hill my guy somehow and i'm not really sure how that you know it became a thing but i just feel like he's actually he has he has the size he has the production we'll have to see about the draft capital and all that kind of good stuff but i i feel like at this point in the draft give me a guy that could potentially be a workhorse running back. I, I just, I, I don't know. There's not too much more. Obviously, we still have some wide receivers that I like. In fact, there's one wide receiver in, in, in particular that I, uh, that that I would love to get like next round. But you know, I'll go ahead and uh, and let Omega talk about his choice. Mm, well, I'm gonna pick Kylan Hill as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did we, did we get our second snipe? We got two snipes in a row. <laughs> Nah, I guess I'll, I guess I'll take the shot with Tony at this point. You know why not? Say <laughs> hey, you know, screw it, right? That's the best uh, defense of Tony, I think. Why not? <laughs> I mean, that's basically the best. That actually, that, that is the actual best defense I've ever heard of. Of Tony, <laughs> like, hey, I mean, he'll probably get drafted high and forced to play a little. And Mike could sell him for more. That's the thing. He's going to have draft capital, and you know, unfortunately, I do have him in my rankings because of that. Because uh, I'm projecting uh, what top, at least like early or late first, early second round NFL draft capital, and so because of that, I have to have him in my actual mix. But um, no, you don't. He, I, no, you don't. <laughs> no, okay. You don't. No, I guess I don't. <laughs> you don't have to. I mean, the whole point is. He's John Ross Jr. or he's just somebody that is a first round pick escalated because of his quote unquote athleticism. But he's not going to pan out. He won't. Here it's a value at 3.7. But let's be real. He's going to go in the first round of the NFL draft. He will not be here in most rookie drafts. After the NFL draft, he's going to go late round one. Early round two, that's way too high. Tape and analytics hate him. (laughs) When those two worlds collide, you have a fade. When those two worlds collide to say, look, this guy is a Fugazi, like you got to believe that he's a Fugazi. He's he's (laughs) not for real. And you can take him, but take him at your own risk. Like well, Katie, I thought that he was supposed to be the next Tyree Hill. At least that's what draft would have called me. No. <laughs> if you have anyone telling you anyone is the next Tyreek Hill, unfollow them right now. Right. That's actually, that is a good point. <laughs> I I will just to, you know clear my name a little bit. I will say that I had uh, six players still ahead of Tony, even you know including that draft capital and everything. So I mean, I there's no way I'm getting him. I just said he has to be on my board. That doesn't mean that I necessarily am ever going to get him because it, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, All right, Deshane's, you were on the clock. What you got? 
Uh, Chris Sims is on the on the clock, and he took Kellen Mond at three oh eight. We could just keep going. Uh, I, I think Mond's fine. I think he'll get some playing time. I'm not huge on him, but I'll take a risk on a quarterback here at three oh eight. Jimbo Fisher, that type of offense. It's a pro offense. Uh, he'll get third, fourth round capital, I think, and you might be able to get a higher pick next year for him. Yeah, I mean that's that's a good pick, and there's a song written about him. Come Monday, it'll be all right. Come Monday, <laughs> everything will be fine. <laughs> oh man, we we got St. Patty's Day, Katie, tonight. I know. <laughs> I love I know. every second of it. <laughs> yeah, but that's not a bad pick for this spot right here in a in a super flex. That's a really good pick, Thank especially you. with the speculation that I mean he could go higher. That's actually the Stick first around. time uh, Duchesne's has ever been told that he had a good pick. So, yeah, I'm sure he really appreciates that. Stick around for the fourth round. Katie's going to start doing a jig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will pay for I it. Don't know, I don't know that it'll be an Irish jig, but... <laughs> but it'll be a jig. It'll be something. Did you see those handles that she was pouring earlier? Like, it's going to be something. <laughs> Dynasty Doc, we got you on the clock. What you got? All right, so it's funny that... you. Know, Duchesne takes Kellen Mond, like, you know, and people give him a little help for that, whatever. But uh, I take Jamie Newman. I know he's probably a fourth-round guy, maybe even undrafted, uh, but this is where probably the area where I'm taking him because I just believe in him. I know he didn't perform as well at the Senior Bowl, but I really think, hey, the guy didn't play football all year, and that was his first game back, like, since what, last year or two years ago. And I just believe in the guy's talent, and – I think he's going to be a steal for an NFL team, sit on the bench for one or two years, and be a good starter going through. And by the Katie. time that he ends up being a starter in the NFL, you would have sold him for less than what he paid, <laughs> and you would have been impatient as an owner because he's middling behind a, a clipboard. Um, I like Jamie Newman, but he needed this year to really prove it, and he didn't play. So that gives me, thankfully, I'll take – Jamar Jefferson, um, again, not a deep running back class, but there's some specialists that you can get as value late. And this is one of those guys that I think that you can get. He's 21 years old. He's a strong two-way producer. And he's got decent size with decent speed. So 3.09 or 3.10, I'll take that all day. Got great vision, definitely yeah. great vision. Um, I was about to ask about that guy. He's been falling in drafts. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen him go this late, even in the super flex mock. He's usually in uh, late round two, early round three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, it, it's probably the latest I've seen him go. Um, he does have the size. Uh, I guess you know we just have to see of the draft capital at this point, but I definitely do, do not hate the pick at all at, at that point. In fact, um, you know, no, no hate on uh, dynasty doc, but give me Jamar Jefferson over Jamie Newman all day long. <laughs> hey, that, that's fine. That's fine. Over Kellen Mond. I, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and, and Katie was, was the only one that actually saw, or at least <laughs> as far as I know, the, it was the only one that had like film access to the senior bowl. Uh, what did you see at the senior bowl? For uh, you know, for uh, Newman, I'm sorry. Not a lot. And again, uh, 
between him and Mon, I think Mon has more potential, and that's why I like that pick more. I think he will have more draft capital. When it comes to quarterback, it, it really is the opportunity. And so for both of those guys, they're going to hold a clipboard for a little bit at least. And I think Mond has more potential to break free and become a starter sooner than Newman does. Oh, I actually 100% agree with that as well. No, it, the only reason why I ask is I've heard a lot of talk from uh, from people about how uh, about how Newman has this you know <laughs> crazy high ceiling and, and everything, and I guess I can kind of get behind it, but it's just like the riskiest of risky, like uh, you know, could he be anything? And the fact that he came to the Senior Bowl, which you know is the one time he could have possibly like shown that he has all that talent and ceiling and everything and did absolutely nothing. And I know a lot of people argue the senior bowl is not the end all be all or anything like that, but I just it's another like- opportunity to showcase what you've got. And he failed, he failed. Yeah. And again, the average is two quarterbacks per year, make it through their rookie contract to sign again Zero out of 22 quarterbacks that were taken in the first round from 2009 to 2016, zero out of 22 are on the same team that drafted them. Well, it's, do you think that's because they take them early and those early ones are the ones that fail and the guys who don't get the, the start right away, they wait two years, then they show themselves. Maybe that's why they're the ones getting their contract more because the guys who go early are still getting a contract a lot of the time. I don't know what the stats are, but I'm just thinking maybe that's one they're getting a contract with another team that doesn't necessarily yeah. mean only five of those 22 are starters in the NFL. Five out of 22. Which, again, that's not that's not out of the ordinary. That's pretty pretty much history. Yep. So, again, again, for fantasy purposes, if you can if you can get that window where You've got the first two years of production, and then you can sell them before they bust, or one year and then sell them at their best, highest peak. Cool, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that, and I wasn't trying to hate on Dynasty Dot for his pick or anything like that. I just no, feel no, like no, I've not. heard at this point everybody's oh, no, no. a value. It's late third round. Everybody's a value. I'm not saying that at all. Oh, no. I'm, my thinking on it is is that if Jamie Newman, if he does indeed get drafted, the NFL team that did, they're going to have to go back to his Wake Forest tape. They're going to have to look at that, and they're going to have to be like, all right, we like this guy, and this is the guy more than we think the guy at the senior bowl is. And that's what I'm going off of. But it's a late third-round pick, and I just think no. the team that does draft him, if he's drafted, they're going to like him for what I see and more than a couple other people see, you know. And the like that. I really loved uh, Thorku. Uh, his uh, his comp was David Garrard, and I really thought that that was actually pretty spot on. Yeah, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Like you said, you know, it, we're we're in you know the later picks and everything. Like at that point, just you know, take your guy. I, like I said, I wasn't trying to hate on your guy. I probably did a bad job as a host because I'm pretty sure we talked longer on <laughs> Jamie Newman than we did on Jamar like Javante Williams or Jamar. Yeah, like any of those guys. So, yeah, I, definitely. Trust on this me, pick, dude. If I'm I was gonna... getting offended, I would just be like, "All right, see you." 
You know, like you know, <laughs> it's, just, it's just fantasy uh, football. Like, but. no, exactly. I just, you know, I, I was, I guess, I was, I just wanted to like expound on it a little bit more because uh, I, I feel like I have heard some people talking about Jamie Newman having the upside and all that kind of stuff, and I, I can tell you that my QB model does not like him. And I mean, there's definitely some uh, some differences there and everything. But uh, Nubs, what are you thinking for your next pick? Well, I'm. I'm uh I'm not a fan of this guy very much. It's Kyle Trask, but I'm gonna take Trask here because I think he's the last draftable quarterback, and at 311 I feel good about that. And I actually think he has a better chance over Mond and Newman. I think Mond's a turnover machine, and Mond doesn't process very quickly, and Mond loses games for his own team. But Mond has legs, so he has a chance. Where Trask can throw up some prayer balls and they may be answered and it could be something that you could then flip them <laughs> for, for more picks later or something of that nature. And I wanted to let John pick his guy cause I know he's still on the board. So I'm going to let him do that. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's uh if it's the guy I'm thinking of or not, but I'm going to take Tutu Atwell. That is uh it is the guy you were thinking of. Okay, that's that's cool. You know my guys. Uh, you're already you're already getting ready for our our, our, our rookie drafts and, and everything. I'm a little scared now, but uh, <laughs> but you know I feel like I'm I'm kind of making the same argument for a lot of these players. But with Tuto, you know, like obviously we know he doesn't necessarily have the size or, or anything like that. But we I feel like we do know he has the athleticism. Um, he has the production. He just a good overall player it's just gonna really be you know where does the nfl covet him like where does the nfl decide like they want him that kind of thing and um but you know at this point in the draft perfectly fine with taking him because honestly i I probably at least like a week or two ago i probably would have taken him a little earlier but then i finalized all my models and actually got my rankings and things so like it yeah at, at this point i'm taking him i'm perfectly fine with it and now we got omega on the clock Oh, I, I didn't actually take the player. I should probably do that. Didn't actually there we go. I got him. It's official now. It's official. <laughs> All right. It's it's 401, so Katie needs to start stretching for her jig. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> we got the stretch. <laughs> Omega, what are you thinking? I'm going to go with CJ Marable running back. I, uh, to be honest, I don't know a lot about him, but I do listen to a bunch of podcasts. Shout out to Rookie Fever this time. They were, uh, had some good things to say about it, and I'm this late in the draft. I'll just take a shot on the running back. Honestly, I don't know a lot about Marable. Uh, I know he does not show up very well <laughs> in, in the uh, in the model, but uh, film guys, you got anything for Marable? No. Or no. gals, I'm sorry. No, no. I got okay. nothing. Well, I got nothing. You know, at this point in the draft, you know, we're we're starting to just throw darts and we're starting to like pick our guys and stuff. Put and them so down. If yeah, if if you heard uh, <laughs> yeah. Maribel's name, then nothing. I've heard his it. name, but I haven't gone back and really checked them out. So I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna go do that one soon. <laughs> what, uh, do you got, what are we at? Four oh two. I, I'm going to take uh, Shane Leatherberry, otherwise known as uh, Jonathan Adams, because they finally put him in sleeper. Oh, uh, he's a guy that I could see profiling as an alpha, 6'3", 220. He, he wins you know, jump balls and stuff. He lacks 
you know, burst and speed, but 402, he's a guy that he was early on in the season, October. There, there was like right or September, like the second week of college football. It was the nationally televised game against Kansas State. He had three touchdowns, and then everyone went and forgot about him. But making a resurgence now, Jonathan Adams, 402. That's my pick. I like it. This is a, an appropriate place to take him for that upside. Yeah, honestly, at this point, like, I feel like I'm not going to hate on anybody else's picks because it's just like, why? why yeah, just don't or, take or Ian Book. You, you know? <laughs> Do take Ian Book. At this point, why does it matter? It's, it's not going to be any different than taking Jonathan Adams or CJ Marable, <laughs> except for you might have a, a starting quarterback at some point. <laughs> Dynasty Doc, you are on the clock. All right, I am going with Amari Rogers. I just think that okay. this guy is a if he can get on a team that manufactures touches for him, uh, he's a weapon with the ball in his hands. Uh, obviously, coming in at, at a little bit undersized in the height department, uh, but uh, you know he's playing at what I think like plus two hundred, two hundred ten ish. So he can make it work. But this late in the draft, uh, I'm just taking the upside. Yeah, once again, I have no issues. Like, once we get to this point in the draft, if you want to take Amari Rodgers, I'm not a big fan of him. But I understand that, you know, he, he has potential. Uh, you know, obviously, he was in a, a big-name uh, school this year, at least, and uh, and everything. So, I'm not going to hate on any fourth-round picks. It's just, uh, at this point, I feel like it just becomes preference. And I've heard of Amari Rodgers being, you know, comped much earlier in drafts and so you know you start talking about the fourth round and everything i really don't hate it but we got katie back on the clock yeah you just got to steal with amari rogers in fact he should have gone at 305 where tamari and terry went he, he would have <laughs> been uh anywhere in that range way better but i will take and i'm happy to run to the podium i'm gonna take jv and hawkins running back you want to talk about a dude that he maximized he ended up at 196. People talk about Kenny Gainwell. Oh, he's fast. He does this. He can catch. He can do all this. Kenny Gainwell started off his career in college at 185 and finished at maybe 191. So maybe 195 right started now. off at 165, ended up at 196-ish at 5'9", and he has a – lifetime rushing average of 5.9. He had 1,500 yards in the 2019 season as a redshirt freshman. As a sophomore, he ended up with 822 yards, but his receiving score, he's he's right there, 149, 268 yards. He's just insane. You want to talk about if you're going to get a running back that is only one-sided, miss with speed. This guy has the speed – and he can be that that one B to whatever offense. So, especially this late, I'll take that discount. Thank you. I'll, I'll start the draft back. <laughs> I, yeah, um, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got him. I got him now. No, you're good. I I just wanted to say with with Hawkins, are you're not concerned? Like obviously he doesn't necessarily have the size, and then uh, he really doesn't seem to have the receiving ability as well. So like it doesn't seem like he would be that um, 
you know, that that uh, like third down back or whatever for a team that they might be looking for. At 404 compared to where Ken Gainwell went at 2.08, give me the discount. I'll take that you know, all day. No, I, I'm, I'm 100% serious. on board. I, no, I'm 100% on board. There, I, I was really just playing devil's advocate a, at that point. Yeah. Right. There's a whole bunch of you got to make me make a pick. I'm going to take somebody that has some upside. He's got a he's got a bigger speed score. I'm sure he's got a bigger speed score than Gainwell. So he's a home run hitter. So I'll take that. No, I'm on board. Nubs, what are you thinking? There are some receivers that have specific abilities on here, like Eskridge, but I'm actually – I want to go with Warren Jackson out of Colorado State. He's a big receiver. He's got wheels. And I think with appropriate coaching, you could see them shine up this uh, this rock into some form of uh, a precious stone worth having on a roster. Um, the issue I think that we come, comes in with these players later, obviously, is predictability in their, um, in their repeatability of scoring when it comes to fantasy. So that could be something we worry about, but with him being six, six and have, having some wheels, someone is going to fall in love with his traits and give him a shot at least. Yeah, I, I can get on board with that one. I, I feel like, I guess the, once again, I'm not, I'm not hating on anybody's picks at this point, but uh, I, f- I guess like playing devil's ad- advocate is, uh, you know, we haven't seen too many six six guys actually make it in the NFL, and you know, like I'm not saying it's impossible. It's I'm definitely not saying that. Like outliers happen, all that kind of stuff. But just it's one of those things where you just don't see too many six six wide receivers make it in the NFL. And so I guess that would be my biggest knock. But once again, fourth round, not even questioning it. <laughs> we're we're getting I, deep on this on this mock, so I'm not I'm not hating on anybody. <laughs> I think when it comes back to it, though, is when you if you were to watch film on him, if you didn't know he was six, six in various situations and various plays and um, just in terms of review, you're not seeing that as the outlying physical trait of his because he has abilities in terms of where he's able to move and be fluid, where his height doesn't become a normal six, six Ramsey's Barden type issue where he can't do any anything. And he's only in, in a straight line or he's going vertical. So. Sure. That would be my only my only thing about it. Oh, and I have ten seconds left. <laughs> I did not realize that. And I'm gonna go ahead and take uh, my next guy. And um, you know, obviously, once again, at this point, it's nobody that like we're overly excited about. But I'm gonna take Sage Surratt, and it's uh it's another guy with size, six three, two fifteen. I th- I think is where he's at. Um, you know, I'd love to see his athleticism when it's all said and done. Uh, even though that really doesn't play a lot into the wide receiver model, but I still like it. I, I, I still like to see it. It's just a, a, a fan or, you know, as a fantasy player, but um, you know, we didn't get anything in 2020, but in 2000, in 2019 kind of showed out and, uh, you know, saw like what as a sophomore and, and I kind of saw what we could have seen this year uh, and even more progression. And I would have loved to have seen that, but we didn't get it. That's why he's not going in the third round. That's why he's not going in the second round. But give me Sage Surratt if he gets the draft capital in the fourth round, and I'm perfectly fine with that. And now we're on to Omega. What are you thinking? I went with uh, Demetric Felton. He's listed as a running back. I believe he played some wide receiver too, kind of like a hybrid kind of guy. So this late, 
Just gonna keep throwing those dart throws at running back with some uptime. Yeah, Katie might be able to tell us uh, a little bit better, but I'm pretty sure he came in as a wide receiver and then they switched him over to running back at the Senior Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, he's he's trending towards a wide receiver in the NFL. Um, oh, it was the other way around. I'm sorry. So he was a running back yeah, and he's trending mean, he towards was, a wide receiver. I'm sorry. Yeah, he was a running back, and I think he's trending towards a wide receiver. He's a talented dude at this point. It's a great pick. I mean, 4.07. Yep. Sweet. I like it. Duchesne's, you're on the clock. <laughs> it's getting deep at this point. <laughs> he doesn't even know what to say. We got speechless Duchesne's. It's the first time ever. <laughs> oh, man, so we got six dudes in the queue, Duchesne's. <laughs> oh, no, six. <laughs> Is he muted? Oh, Deshane, are, are you muted? Yep, you're muted. Well, oh, did. man, this whole time I'm sitting here. <laughs> All right. All right, so we lost Deshane's. Uh, oh, no. Nope. Talk? No. Nope. Nah. Yeah, he's still. All right, something's going on with his audio. So uh, I, I will talk for him. He took Daz Newsom. I know from uh, you know having him on the Debbie Devotional Pod that uh, him and, and uh, Aaron Wilcox have been talking about Daz for, for quite a while. And it's uh, I don't I don't have a lot of love for Daz, but we're also in the the late you know or yeah we're in the the, the late fourth round at this yeah, point. So you know yeah, I'm not gonna like freak out about it. And he actually is uh, coming up on my list. He's actually actually he's next on my list. So I guess I don't hate him. I, I don't hate this pick. I like this pick. I'm not uh, I just don't have. Oh, now there he's back. Oh, oh he's man. Back. Yeah. So <laughs> just go ahead and give us, like, I, I, don't I was trying to fill time. Go ahead and give us I had some, names some. here that I wanted to take. I didn't like any of them. Um, I took that as news and maybe I could get a deep threat. I, 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 don't, I don't love any of these guys here, really. <laughs> we have another round capital. to go, buddy. After this, this. <laughs> is the, these rounds are draft capital. Whoever gets drafted is who's going to go here. Hey, no, James Robinson true. was taken in this range of most rookie drafts, maybe that's even true. later last year so there's always a gem that's true and that's why we're doing it it's not pretty but we get are some names the, the the fourth and fifth rounds here because because of that reason but he was the running bur- he, was, on the clock. he was with uh diami brown sorry real quick at unc just getting some names out there i think he might be a deep threat i got you all right doc before you run out of time <laughs> he's good I was just waiting for everyone to start, like, you know, get their state season. Well, you're good. But I uh, uh, I took William Raskridge. Uh, you know, there's two things that are very important that will keep him on the football field. As Katie said two different times during the draft, speed, opportunity are good. Uh, Dwayne Eskridge yep. is speed. And also, I think even if he's just a late-round pick or a UDFA, he can stay on the team as a turn apart. And that'll give him an opportunity to show him practice that what he can do as a wide receiver and possibly get out in the field. So I think it's a good high upside pick down this league. And we go on. <laughs> we go on. Yeah, we, we don't have to get a, a give a lot of analysis on these uh, fifth round picks, fourth round, late fourth round picks. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not going to give a ton of analysis on this next guy. I think he's going, well, shit. 
I haven't made the pick yet, so it's like I just changed my mind midstream. <laughs> no, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with him. Where did he go? <laughs> I hate sleeper. Uh -oh. I freaking hate sleeper. How do you I can sort? Type it in I at the top. No, I yeah, can't even sort. I can't sort by. Uh, I want to sort by. There he is. I found him. I couldn't uh, sort yeah. my position. Oh, I got sniped. No. Yeah, that was my pick. <laughs> that was my pick. <laughs> I'm going to take Hunter Long out of Boston College. Uh, and, I was looking at him um, for next. He's, he's another athletic tight end. And yep. um, I don't know that he's going to be anything more than an NFL two. Um, he's a good blocker. He's athletic. He can catch, but he's nowhere near like Fryermuth and Jordan and Pitts. There's a huge gulf after that, and it it shows. At 410, you get a steal. He, you know, Tommy Sweeney was there at Boston College. It's going to take long, a long time if he's going to be a fantasy producer. But still, over the other guys that are still crapshoots, I'll take him. No, nah, actually, I love the pick. And that was my next pick. If, if he made it, two that was more, my pick. Two more rounds. Oh, was <laughs> so he wasn't too. making it, but yeah, that was, yeah. That was a good pick. But it like wasn't it. quite a long shot. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess not. <laughs> I would have also taken. I uh, I can't find my guy in sleeper, but I'm I'm gonna go with Darden from North Te North Texas. Oh uh, yeah, he's he's not in there. Uh, just just pick some random person, and okay. we'll say that you picked Jalen Darden. <laughs> All right, we'll go there's with, also a duplicate we'll player you can take. We'll go with Rudder. Okay, but hey, I'm gonna go with Darden because he's 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 got something special. I don't know because he's really small, and he's playing against uh you know subpar competition. But I feel like if there's a, a way that you can design plays or at least get him in certain areas where he can use his feet and try to, you know, out agile the defender, he could be something. So that's why I'm taking him because I think there's there's upside there for him to have a specific fit. But I don't think that there's like a million teams that would make sense for him. Isn't he a small school guy that only broke out his final year? I don't know about production as much his as I do. Production about his production was his last year. Okay. And and here it's not a bad shot, but a lot of people have Darden much higher and I cannot understand it. He's he's a small school guy that only had production his final year. He didn't have an early breakout age. He didn't dominate. Like if you're a small school guy, you should dominate from day one all the way through, right? Yep. He never did. Yeah. He, well, to and, be fair, he progressed. He progressed every year if you're looking at his stats. I don't uh, care you know. about progression. No, if you're no, in no, a small I, school and you progress, that's great. You're just an average Joe. I think and it matters, no. though, because, like, fourth, because you I, could, I'm not, you could poor I'm not saying that in the fourth or, round he's not a value, but yeah. some people have him rated much higher than this. And yeah. I just want the listening audience to understand why Jalen Darden. Why? I don't get it. We're looking at we're looking at you, Podfather. But uh, <laughs> but Nubs, you, you had a, a retort. What was it? Well, I just want you should pause the draft real quick. I just I um uh, I I think it's it matters. Like yes, you should dominate at a small school right away. 
But I also think there's reasons why you are a small school. It could be that you, you, you know, you broke out late into high school, or even you might not even started playing football till later. So I just think there's situations to just um, kind of be aware of where there might be a reason why they didn't break out early, and don't hate on progression in terms of them actually learning something, but it is less reliable for you to predict them to have future success in the NFL. Okay. <laughs> no, I, honestly, like, I completely agree. Like at that point, you know, you get to the fourth year, fifth year, that kind of stuff. And you're, you haven't broken out and all of a sudden you break out and it's completely different than, you know, you do it your second year, third year. And I feel like people do overvalue, the uh, you know eighteen year breakout age and that kind of thing, but at the same time, you know, breaking out at twenty two is, is is no esplano. But <laughs> I um, I went ahead and took uh, she Smith, shy Smith, she's shy. shy, shy, shy. Oh my bad, oh my bad. Okay, shy Smith. I've actually heard it both ways, but uh, I I honestly you know we're at that point in the draft where I don't have like a great feel of why I'm taking him, but my model is <laughs> telling me that he's like the next guy on the list, and he didn't really do all that much like production wise, but he is with South Carolina, which I feel like. You know, you guys know a lot more about college football than I do, but I'm pretty sure South Carolina isn't like you know blowing up the the nation with their uh, with their offense. Uh, maybe I'm wrong with that, but he's During my next the SEC. guy. I know that much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Omega's on the clock. He already made his pick. And uh, who are you thinking? I'm with Larry Roundtree. Keeping up a theme here, these late round running back flyers. Hoping to hit. I see that. Three in a row. Three in a row. Uh, you have anything about round tree or just like them? Um, you know, just, or are you just going running backs at this just, point trying to get, like, the, get the running backs that you point. need? Yeah. I got you. And we got Doc on the clock with uh, 25 seconds left. No, it's too Shane's. Oh, my bad. We got Duchesne's on the clock with 25 seconds left. <laughs> I'm kind of going uh, wide receiver version of Omega. I'm just taking <laughs> flyers on these wide receivers that I think might have certain skill sets or routes to production. Uh, Marquez Stevenson, another guy that I think might be a – he could be a short yardage guy like uh, with if you draw it up right, but another deep threat like Daz some quick, undersized, taking my shot. Nothing wrong with that. Dynasty Doc, who are you thinking? I'm taking Anthony Schwartz. Just because speed, you know, world-class speed can translate to the NFL. He does have that. We know that much. And once again, in the fifth round, it doesn't matter. But take speed, look at one attribute and, and take it. And then we got Katie on the clock. No, I like that pick, and I agree that if you're going to miss, miss fast. Uh, that That's true. That's one of Scott Connor's favorite sayings, and I, I really um, have enjoyed podcasting with Scott Connor on Off the Rails podcast. I'm going to take Cornell Powell out of uh, Clemson, and I think that he's a steal at 504, even in a super flex draft. He's got work ethic. He, he came in, he's all jacked. You know, like he's a great route runner. He leaves guys in their shorts. 
I, I just, at this point, I will take him. All right, Nubs, who you got? I I advocate for leagues to have taxi squats, and the reasons for that is because I like to stash players that I might not have any value in, but maybe they hit and I, uh, I'm able to accrue some. And for that sake, I'm gonna actually going to take Book, Ian Book. He has footwork he needs to work on, but he also has shown a little bit of flash in college where he's you know he's been on some some successful teams. He's accumulated some stats. He's done some stuff with his legs as well, but yeah, his footwork is really bad. So I would put him, I would draft him to put him on a, a taxi squad to see if he if he hits it all. Because I hate paying up for quarterbacks after the rookie draft. It just really, I feel like there's so many other situations where from quarterback seven to quarterback twelve to fourteen is kind of the same. And depending on who's selling and who's buying, they may not be available. So I always want to be one of the sellers in that in that uh, arena. Yeah, I can definitely get behind that. Honestly, I, uh, I, I think I left book off of my rankings uh, in the uh, l- list that I had today, and so I probably would have drafted him a little bit earlier, but it wouldn't have been that much earlier. But I, I like the pick there. I, I'm sitting here with a guy that <laughs> did not produce until his uh, fifth year as a fifth year senior. And uh, so I, I'm not I'm not loving it at all. But we're also in the fifth round, so I'm gonna go ahead and go with it. And it's Khalil Herbert, and you know he has the size five nine two hundred five, you know like the BMI that we're looking for. Obviously, we'll we'll wait and see on the the pro days and and the draft capital and everything. But he didn't he really did not do much at Kansas. But he but he moves over to the ACC in Virginia Tech and all of a sudden he he kind of produces. You know, he's putting up 7.6 yards per carry. Now, he did put up 8.9 yards per carry uh, uh the year before in at Kansas. So like maybe there was a, a reason for the transfer or whatever you want to say, but up oh, I did not make my actual pick and shit. I did not. <laughs> so um, I'm gonna pick Nico Collins. No, I'm just uh, I picked Nico Collins, but that did not work. Uh, Omega, go ahead and make your pick. And uh, but yeah, real quick, I'll just finish it off. Like it looks like he has. Well, he I, has I just want to like, say that you can blame John for this, Duchesne's. Uh oh. <laughs> but yeah, like like once again, we're in the fifth round, you know. But he has that like workhorse size, like to an extent. And, you know, he has, like, some production. I don't love it with a, a fifth-year senior, but, uh, yeah, it's fine. And, yeah, Omega took Duchesne's guy, and so you can go ahead and tell him why. Because <laughs> uh, well, I took Puka Williams. I was going to switch it up with Duchesne's and take a wide receiver and let him take the running back last round, but you took the guy I was going to take. So we'll just keep keep more running backs on the squad and hope they hit Puka <laughs> So did you? You were gonna take Nico Collins, Omega. I was going to. Okay, that's who I would have taken, actually. Oh yeah. Okay. And now. Michigan ruined him. He can't run routes. He's he's not even worth this late pick. Oh no. Michigan likes oh, to bury the wide receivers a lot. Sorry. You go back and look from like 2006 or seven. They have not successfully transition their wide receivers to the next level. Yeah. 
Not even their running backs. I mean, their Michigan just sucks. <laughs> <laughs> they just suck. Yeah, well, what about Louisiana Lafayette? Yes, I just took well, Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't expect somebody that's in. <laughs> All right, so what do you love about Mitchell? Um, he plays football. He runs the ball. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens. To, this is the analysis when you get to the end of the fifth he, round. Yeah, I mean, he, he's got the size. He's had some production for three years. He should get drafted. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. All right, Dynasty Doc. <laughs> Frank Darby, what do you think? Uh, I think that he's a jack of all trades, master of none. Like, he does good things in all different categories. He's just not great at any of them. He's probably going to be a fourth wide receiver at best on some team. Got it. Katie, who you got next? We got three picks left, and then we are all done with this draft. Okay, so my final pick, I'm going to go with a guy that I've loved in Debbie for four years, maybe five. I think maybe five. And I'm going to go with a guy that's – he's not even in the database, so I'm just going to take this freaking dude that's a placeholder. And then I'm going to tell you that I'm taking Josh Imatorbibi. He's my baby. And the dude <laughs> broke the combine. Like his pro day, 46.5-inch vertical. That's a combine record. 24 bench – 4.48 speed, 11 foot two broad jump. The dude is 6'2, 220. Damn. He played at USC and then Illinois. And for different reasons, he didn't make it at USC. But he ended up for Illinois averaging 19.2 yards per catch. He's a decent wide receiver and he's athletic as all get out. And at this point in the draft, I'm taking my baby. I like it. I like it. you talked about him on the last on the last mock or the last pod, and so you know I definitely like that. Nubs, who you got for your last pick? Can I just ask a quick, a quick question? Do you know how he transferred? Do I know how he transferred or no, why? Do you know the reason as to the the reason for the transfer? He wasn't getting the playing time. He wasn't. Okay. Yeah. And okay. his brother I didn't know if there was, was something USC specific. with him. His brother, what Daniel, was a tight end. And it just didn't work out. I mean, he's from Georgia. He's a Georgia boy. He ended up going to Illinois in order to get more playing time, which he did. And he was a stud. He was the star for Illinois. And even this year, he averaged 13.5. So it's all about a chip in a chair. Does he have a chance? I think he's going to be more of an undrafted free agent. So, again, at this point, I'm taking my baby. And – I don't care about draft capital, but if he makes it, he makes it. And if he doesn't, I still love him. All right. I like it. Who are you taking, Nubs? All right. I've twice now tried to take tight ends, and Katie has blocked me. So this time she cannot do that. And I'm going to take Kenny Yaboa from uh, Ole Miss. I know that okay. his production, once again, doesn't match what you guys want for expectations in terms of early or – number of years in repeated fashion with production but i do like his size i like his ability in which he moves the way that they used him to attack downfield or even just out 
past the linebackers and in front of the safeties, things like that. I don't know if it's a complete profile, but I feel like it's a guy that could find a way to sneak onto the field because of his athletic ability. And we All know right, that guys. tight end sit for a while, so he's going to be a taxi squad guy. And somehow, some way, we got the spaceman on the pod. <laughs> I, I don't know exactly how this worked out. Uh, we usually don't get him until like midnight on Friday nights. But spaceman, are, are you know what's going on? I heard Omega just tapped out, so I'm in as a replacement. Call to the bullpen. I'm in. So <laughs> I have no idea what the board looks like, but I, I have an idea who I can take anyway. <laughs> well, that's good because it's our last pick, and I'm pretty sure I just missed it because uh, oh no, I got I got 57 <laughs> seconds left. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I'm actually going to take Des Fitzpatrick, and you know he's six two two ten. He doesn't have amazing production in college, but it's Louisville. I mean, I, you guys could probably tell me better about that. But the thing is, like, you can see the kind of production that he has per play, like on on average. And uh, and so in the fifth round, give me that kind of guy. He has the size. He has the athleticism. I'm I'm guessing. And so yeah, give me him at uh, what are we looking at? Five twelve at this point. <laughs> I'll take him. So spaceman, uh, I, I was not. Oh, we don't have Des in the database, so I'll go ahead and take Daniel Rodriguez. Uh, but yeah, so uh, spaceman, what do you think of the draft? <laughs> no, I, I'm I know so you're excited. Done. I figured I'm, I'm completely kidding. But I think that everyone did a phenomenal job. <laughs> now, I think I would have picked better picks, but you guys did great. So that's a wonderful job. <laughs> All right, so we had a, a Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Jamar Chase, Najee Harris, Zach Wilson, Travis Etienne, Trey Lance, Rashad Bateman, Javante Williams, Kyle Pitts, Devontae Smith, Rondell Moore, first round. What are you thinking about that first round? Did Katie get Rondell Moore at pick 12? No. I got Rondell Moore at pick 12. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Man, you hate Rondell Moore, too. I do not hate Rondell Moore. I'm the complete opposite of hating Rondell Moore. But <laughs> no, that, no, that sounds good. Interesting. I, I really, I think that's interesting. So the running backs went a little early, right? Najee Harris. Not really. No, one four, no, one six. Four, two, yeah. or, I took okay, Bateman over Moore one, six, at one hundred eight. That's pretty much what they did. I don't want to derail this, no, though. I, I just wanted to come in, and I thought Omega needed picks, so that's why I came in. But um, I don't want to derail anything, guys, because I don't want to take away from your show. He came in to close it up for us. Yeah. Wrap a bow on. I, 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 I'm guessing he put in the chat. I didn't realize he was doing that. But, yeah, we, we didn't have any picks left. But I appreciate you jumping on anyway. Um, but, yeah, on, honestly, all of you guys, it was kind of last minute. Uh, had a like last minute change, so I, I really do appreciate it. But I hope this helps. Uh, some of our listeners, Katie was talking on the last pod about how it's important to know who people are taking now so you can know who's like who you shouldn't overvalue later. And I, I definitely agree with that. You know, it, it kind of hit home with me. So I, I feel like I sh we should be doing more of these. And, uh, you know, Spaceman is uh, he only jumped on. He gave terrible analysis, but he does not normally do that. And, uh, and I would definitely join his Patreon, join Katie's Patreon, and uh, Dynasty Doc. You got a Patreon? Nope. Just nope. All right. some dude, some old that create, create a Patreon and then join Dynasty Doc's Patreon. But, <laughs> but for now, we're going to go ahead and cash out, and we will see you guys next week. <laughs>